everybody, welcome to the VA Podcast. It's your co-host James with Jake. Episode 152. Jake, how's it going? It's going great. Super Bowl Sunday is upon us. Um, kind of bittersweet because, you know, the Niners were supposed to be in it, but they unfortunately lost to the Rams. So that's depressing. But Joe Seisty, Joe Burr, all the way. Let's go Bengals. What's up with you? Let's go Bengals. Absolutely. I'm great. It's Friday. <coughs> Friday, to be exact. You know, great. Feeling good. Energy's high. Right here. It's podcast time. Well, let's get straight into it. Let's talk about the best team in the Bay Area. And that is your... San Jose Sharks, uh, go ahead, Jake. Yeah, they haven't played for a couple weeks because of the All-Star break, and they're 22-20-2 or something, um, and they're in a playoff hunt. And that's your Sharks Minute. Perfect. I was pausing there because you know how we usually do Earthquake Minute and you say who it is, but... Oh. Hey, it is, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, the no started. Earthquake season hasn't started yet, so we have some time. We have some time for that. Obviously, we, big Earthquakes podcast here. At the BA podcast, um, we love our earthquakes. But yeah, let's move on. Sharks minute. Let's move on to second best team, second best team in the Bay Area, and that is your Golden State Warriors. Um, coming off some, uh, you would say two rough losses in a row, Jake. What are your thoughts on the Warriors uh, going on right now? Yeah, you know they won nine straight, then they lose these last two games. Just having an offensive lull. Um, I'm not worried. What is kind of concerning is that they're getting out-rebound a lot, but they don't have Draymond, Wiseman. Um, so that that will help when they get them back. Um, but it's kind of not like overly concerning, but if there's one like weakness in their rosters that they're not, they're just not big. Pause. Uh, they're pretty small. Pause. Um, but they play in a way where they don't really utilize big men. Um, as much in this system because they like playing small ball, being quicker, being faster. But you are sp- susceptible, Jesus Christ, that damn word, to giving offensive rebounds. And they gave up a ton of offensive rebounds yesterday. And against um, the Jazz where uh, Whiteside became Whiteside Heat version um, when he was at his powers, when he was getting triple-doubles with blocks on the Heat. Um, but he's pretty good. And they just don't have that length and that Hythe, the guard them, um, the guard guys like that until they get Wiseman back, who will help out a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, I mean, the one true big on our team, you would say, is Kevin Looney. He's done, you know, an outstanding job, you would say, throughout the whole entire overall of the season as being the guy who can indeed uh, rebound the ball for us. Um, hate when he has the ball on offense, for sure. Yeah. But getting those rebounds defensively, uh, getting O boards, I think he leads. Not- I think, I think the stat I saw uh, a while back was uh, since January he was leading, leading in all, in O boards. So you love to see that out of out of Kevon Looney. Um, yeah, any, yeah, anytime last night, anytime uh, Kevon Looney dribbles the basketball, a kitten is punched. Yeah, I'd look for him to, and when he has the ball in his hand, to look for the open guy and just pass it to me. Don't even, don't even dribble the ball. When he, shoots, yeah. when he shoots a jumper, it's like, oh, Jesus Christ. I hate, oh, my God. I hate when he does that. Like a mid-range jumper or even a floater, I'm like, what are you doing? Pass it to someone else. Just go to the Let basket, the get rebounds, play defense, and 
putbacks. That's it. Don't dribble. Don't shoot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, tough loss against the Knicks yesterday. Uh, had some highlights coming out of staff. Uh, yesterday had a crossed up Julius Randle uh, for a nice layup underneath the basket. I think Kaminga, who we can, uh, who we'll uh, talk about next, had um, a solid performance uh, overall. He's been playing great the past couple games. Um, had 17 points yesterday, five for eight on field goals, so he's doing well. Shot two for three on threes. Uh, Steph himself had 35 points last night, and himself had five for 16 on three points. Um, yeah, I mean, almost an all-star break. I was talking to my dad about this yesterday, is that um, recently getting to the all-star break, healthy um obviously these games every game really is important obviously there's a lot of games in the nba but every game's important obviously uh towards the end of the season when you want to get that number one seed for sure uh, have home field advantage throughout the playoffs but yeah going to the, going to the all-star break coming soon um and then just from there take off after that um clearly um play uh, getting an increase in minutes is nice. Uh, I think he played, what, 30 against? He didn't play against the Jazz. Um, get an increase in minutes against the Thunder. you like to see that. Uh, didn't play against the Jazz. Is that correct, Jake? Yeah. He didn't play against the Jazz, and yeah. he came back against uh, the Knicks, I'm pretty sure. Um, has 17 as well against the Knicks. But, yeah. Um, well, let's talk about Kaminga, Jake. You had something to say about him. Yes, Jonathan Kaminga, who was drafted, who I – compared to draft night to Josh Allen, where he has talent. It might take a couple of years to get him to his full strength, but he has talent and he could possibly help out this year if he gets if it gets all developed quickly. And guess what? I was right. It's developed and it's developed quickly. And he is really good. Yesterday you saw him kind of play a little bit of small ball five as a center. Um which had mixed results because, you know, Julius Randle is taller, much bigger, and much bigger, like uh, weight wise. I don't know if he's stronger. Definitely but... stronger. Definitely stronger. I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. I meant. I think he is stronger, but Kaminga's not like weak by any means. But Randle is like pretty strong. Um, well, I mean, you're comparing to Randle, so I mean, he's much stronger than Kaminga. Yeah, yeah. Um, it had some issues there, but you see the talent. He's shooting the threes better. He made two clutch free throws yesterday to get the game to a one-point game. Defense, great. Dunking ability is insane. And he's only 19 years old. He has... Because remember we talked about early in the season how... I didn't make this comparison, but Steve Kerr did. How he kind of compares him to Kawhi Leonard. By... In this in this regard. Going to a, stat, going to a team which has three Hall of Famers on it. Championship pedigree where as a rookie you just want him to play good minutes show that he has something to show that he has some potential in his game which Kawhi Leonard showed his first year and what Kaminga's showing now he's really good and I want to say that just like how I led the train for Ambry Thomas I led the train for Jonathan Kaminga and it's been a good couple of weeks for him yeah, definitely a fan. Um, definitely really explosive player. And what we got with Jonathan Kaminga um, coming off the bench, having some starting uh, spots here and there too uh, with injuries or just, you know, seeing how the rotation plays. Uh, going to see him play big minutes um, when needed. 
Um, so you look to see he played 36 minutes yesterday, mm-hmm. starting too, obviously with injuries, stuff like that. Um, again, uh, Steve Kerr is a big guy, and who we're playing against, who he's going to play. GTA only had six minutes, where sometimes we'll have 20. So um, Kuminga, he'll just see it. Ricky, 19 years old. Um, hidden shots, being clutch, like you said, bringing the game within one yesterday. Obviously, it didn't turn out the way we wanted it to be. Um, but yeah, playing some really good basketball, um, aside from the two, two losses, it is what it is. But tomorrow, they're going to get the Lakers at the Chase Center at 530. Uh, then Monday against the Clippers away. Um, in other news, there's a big trade that happened. Um, a couple big trades. At the deadline. Yeah, a couple big trades. Obviously, the biggest one being Ben Simmons and James Harden swap um, with the Sixers and the Nets. I think the Nets sending James Harden and then the Sixers sending Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, And that's also included Andre Drummond. Is that correct? Yeah, it was um, Simmons two first round. It was Simmons two picks. Curry, Seth, and um, Drummond. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So I mean, Sixers so got swindled, or, or or what? How are we going about this? Who 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 won the trade in your opinion? I think it's a win-win for both teams. I was about to say the same. Here's why. They got James Harden for a player who doesn't play. Because it was basically a Harden for Simmons swap, but then they added the two other pieces for salary cap reasons. Um, But the the Sixers win in this way. They get another guy who can help Embiid, uh, who's more... You know, but Harden is does struggle in the playoffs, um, but he's not afraid to shoot the ball, unlike Ben Simmons. So sometimes when Ben Simmons on the court and they have Matisse Thibault with them as well, it's basically five on three because Simmons and Thibault aren't like threats to score really. If you put Harden out there, he is a threat to score. Defensively, you'll be you'll be missing the defense of Simmons, but Harden can get to the line, can slow the ball down. Him and Embiid, even though Embiid's not the greatest pick and roll player, you can play pick and roll with him, and that's basically that's kind of hard to guard because you can't leave Harden open for three, and you can't leave Embiid open for three or Embiid on the drive because he's so big, so talented that pause that he can get alley oops, and we see we've seen that Harden is a good passer. The only issue is how will he play in the playoffs? Now for the Nets. It's a win in this way. They get a twenty. How old is Simmons? Like twenty four. Twenty four. Something like that. A twenty four year old all star, who's a great defender, good, really good ball handler. Pause. Not the greatest shooter, but you don't have you know you don't need him to shoot the ball. You have KD, and um, Kyrie. It's a better fit because Harden, Kyrie, and Harden, uh, Harden, Kyrie, and Durant aren't the greatest defensive trio in the world, but Simmons. Is much better than Harden defensively. Is a borderline defensive player of the year type player. So you get him, and you get Curry for shooting the ball off the bench. Joe Harris as well, like a Joe Harris 2.0. Then Drummond for a backup big man. Whom I'm not sure if he's going to start or not. I don't know who their starter is, but having Drummond off the bench as your backup is pretty good. Yeah, I think I agree with everything you're saying. Um, 
pretty nasty combo with James Harden and Embiid. I kind of like that for the Sixers. Obviously, um, we talked about picks in our group chat with me, you, Swood, and Gilpin that first-rounders don't much matter in the NBA. Yeah. Um, unless it's a lottery pick or really high up there um, for someone that's as talented as a player that you're would that you giving up to get that first-rounder, right? Um, but yeah, 100% agree. Ben Simmons doesn't have to worry to shoot. doesn't have to worry about doing any of that anymore. It's all passing and defense for the guy. Um, and like you said, you're passing to Kevin Durant, you're passing to Kyrie Irving, Joe Harris, and even Seth Curry. You're, obviously, the offense is not curated around Ben Simmons, but it's curated where, like I said before, he doesn't have to shoot the ball at all. He can just pass it out, drive to the lane if he needs to, if, it's not, if no one's open. But for the most part, I think the space and the net's going to be wide open when Ben Simmons has the ball in his hand and being able to pass to guys um, who are already known for making big shots and you know, Katie being KD can score all over the close. Who can score all over the court? Um, and yeah, Steph Curry coming off the bench—that's another addition to the Nets as well. Um, but definitely a win-win for both teams. I definitely agree with what you're saying, Jake. Yep. Um, but yeah, any other trades you want to talk about? I mean, there were small trades. I mean, I mean the, uh, it was the Kings one. There. The Kings. They made a couple. Oh trades. yeah, yeah. That's a that's a bit. They they made their big one. Uh, moving on from. What's his name? Halliburton. Yeah, Halliburton, and who else did they send? Buddy uh, Hill to Thompson. the Pacers. And Tristan Thompson. And Tristan Thompson, in exchange for Zabonis. The, the Pacers send anyone else? I think it's a. It's one of the Holiday brothers, either Ju- either Justin or An- Andre Holiday, Andrew Holiday. He played for the Warriors. I think it's Justin. It's Justin. Yeah, he it's played for Justin. the Warriors. It's Justin. Yeah. So Justin Howard, yes, Justin, Justin Anderson. What's what the fuck is his name? Justin. Harrison? Fuck. Fuck if I know. Um, Justin Yeah, Houston? I didn't think they were going to... I didn't think they were going to... Um, send them away to Halberts, and I thought it was going to be De'Aaron Fox instead. Um, yeah, but here's my thing. What is your thing here? I, I actually kind of like the... Tr- At first, I thought that's a stupid trade. The more I thought about it, the more I was like, you know what? I kind of like this trade for the... The Kings. They had to break it Span. up. They had to break it up. And here's why. You could say that they treated the wrong guy. Which I can't argue against. He's really good. Halberton's a really good player. But, Sab- but Sabonis... They made it, made it, it made it seem like Sabonis is like older. Sabonis is 25 years old. He's not. He's like 25 He's not old. old at all. He's a two-time All-Star who gets 20, 12, and 6 a night. They also got, as you said, Justin Holiday. They made a trade for Dante DiVincenzo as well. I like the trade because they had, to, they had to do something. They are a bad team, a bad franchise. And again, I'm not saying that I agree with traded Halliburton because he's going to be really good and he's kind of cost-effective for a little bit. But... They didn't get some scrub back. It wasn't like they traded, like the Warriors traded. Like it would be like if the Warriors traded Jonathan Kaminga for you know, Nick Claxton or some shit like that. They got a two-time All Star <laughs> back, and that's how good Sabonis is. So I like the trade for him. Sabonis is a really good player. In the first game, you saw how good he is with De'Aaron Fox. They De'Aaron Fox, really well. yeah, absolutely, a hundred percent, yeah. But I also like it for the Pacers to get Halliburton. 
who's really good. But if you're the Kings, trading him to the Pacers doesn't really mean much because you're not going to play the Pacers like in the playoffs or anything because you're not going to make the finals. It's like we're not going to play the Pacers for sure. Absolutely, hundred yeah, percent agree. Um, but yeah, the uh, bonus with his first game with the Kings 20, 22, 14, and five. Yeah, Fox with 27, 8, and 3. Um, and that game, so that game was a bonus. That's like that's not like a one off. His averages are insane. No. no, yeah, it's just definitely not a one off for him. No, what's the stats this you year? You played well, you know, who played well that game as well. Um, he's number seven, Harrison Barnes. I, that's, I was thinking about him. I was thinking about this other guy they have. I think Metu. What are we talking? Uh, he had 13-5-2 as a center. Davion Mitchell's pretty good, too, for, for the Kings. He's, pre, he's yeah, pretty good. The stat line for Chemezi Metu doesn't make it seem like he did a lot, but when you watch that game in the first first half, he was a monster. Getting blocks, getting dunks. He's really good. I, I kind of like, like the Kings team a little bit more now. I'm not going to lie. I just wish they didn't send Halberton. Um, yeah, but, it, it, but as the saying goes, it, it, yeah. I mean, but it is, but it is what it is, though. I mean, for the most part. Before you say your saying, yeah. Halberton, um, I know uh, I have a couple of Kentucky Kings, Kings fans, and they're they were pretty torn him him leaving. Um, he, I mean, you, you can say whatever, but I mean, uh, he, he loved the city. He loved the city of Sacramento. I mean, not a lot of people say that, but I mean. Yeah, um, he he was there. He was ready to change the tides, help the Kings uh, possibly uh, be better than they are because they have not been very good. Mm. But um, Alberton, I mean, he gave his thanks to the city of Sacramento and, you know, obviously you hate to see him go. I mean, I like him as a player over there too. But, hey, sometimes like you said earlier, you know, sometimes you just got to gotta break it up and mm. you just got to send some guys, um, get some, you know. And the Kings, I mean, like you said, I 100% agree that not necessarily didn't hate the trade, but they get Thomas Sabonis, 25-year-old. And like you said, the stat lines and the averages are really good. And I like him as a player, too. He's a pretty good player. Yeah, and it allows them to play Mitchell more. You know, Mitchell isn't the player Halbert is right now. You, you you drafted him number seven, number nine overall this past year. And he had 18-7-7 and 17-1-2 seven, and and a couple of nights ago against the Thunder. You know, he isn't as good as Halberner right now, but you wanted to give him some playing time. That's what they did. And also my saying, in order to get something, James, you have to give up something. And they had to give up Halberner for a 25-year-old two-time All-Star Sabonis. Absolutely. Well, that's, that's NBA talk. Um, oh. Not with that. Let's get to the big Sunday yeah. game. Also, one last trade to talk about: uh, CJ McCollum to the oh uh, yes, 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 Pelicans. That's your minute, yeah. Yeah, well, Dame time, am I right? Lol. Yeah. Let's move on. Like I was saying, big game on Sunday, Super Bowl, the greatest sporting event ever, the biggest sporting event ever. Always Super Bowl Sunday every single year. Like Jake was saying earlier, uh, bittersweet that we're not going to have our Niners in the in the game. Um, it should have been in the game, but it is what it is. Um, Rams versus Bengals. Let's just start off with our predictions. Uh, Jake, who do you have winning this game? I have the Bengals. Because screw the Rams forever and ever. And Joe Burr 
is basically the next, what, Joe Montana, apparently. And he won comeback player of the year last year. Jamar Chase is really good. Only issue is that their offensive line is god-awful. And the Rams defensive line is pretty damn good. They have this Donald guy who, I don't know, might have a future. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, I also have the Bengals in this game. Uh, they're in the underdog this game, uh, being minus uh, four and a half uh, point underdogs. But I'm taking the Bengals. Uh, Joe Burrow, um, what a guy. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, uh, Bay Area's own Joe Mixon. Yeah. I'm a fan of the Bengals. I'm, I, I just cannot not pick them. Yeah. For all this apparent reasons as well, because fuck the Rams. Yeah, um, it's going to be interesting to see who throws the first punch. Maybe Mixon might get in there, ruffle some people up, uh, but we shall see what happens with that. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, we shall see what happens. Obviously, uh, we have a scoring prediction for this game before we get into it. Um, I'd say 31-27. Okay, 31-27. All right, I got uh, Bengals 20 – no. Bengals 31, Rams 17. There you go. Hmm. Operations, obviously, let's get into it. Um, 35-17, I mean, that's a pretty, pretty high-scoring game, obviously, for the Bengals' end. I think, what's, what's 35 plus 17, Jim? 52. 52. That is the under. Actually, the over-under for this game was 48-and-a-half. Um, so, theoretically, well, not even theoretically, as it goes... I'm taking the under in this game, uh, going 35-17. Um, what was your what was your answer? 31-27. It's 58 points. Is, is that 40? Is that that's 58? Yep. So you're taking the over. Um, yeah, I mean, just before we get into who has the bigger impact, I mean, defensively, you can't go wrong with Aaron Donald, one of the better defenders. One of the best, if not the best, um, defensive player in the league. Yeah, they added Von Miller. Um, can't go wrong with Jalen Ramsey. On the outside, Eric Weddle will be wearing the orange, not the orange, the green dot. will be uh, doing the play calls. Coming out of retirement to play in three straight games for the Rams um, in the postseason. Good defensive team in the Rams. Bengals, on the other hand, also have, have two really good edge, rusher, edge rushers uh, and the addition of Trey Hendrickson in the offseason, Sam Hubbard, Desi Bates. Um, we can air quote Eli Apple is their number um, one cornerback on their team. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of getting after it. Tennessee, it, I mean, that's the one for the key of the game is just. Who's going to make the stop when when, when needed, right, obviously? Um, but before we get into the keys to the game, I'll just put that one out there. I have some things, and who's going to have the bigger impact? First question, obviously, being with the quarterbacks, and Joe Burrow or Matt Stafford. Jake, who has a bigger impact? Well, since I picked the Bengals to win, I'm going to go with Joe Burrow. I think he's going to win MVP, too. Um, in order for them to win, he has to play really well because the Rams' defense is really good. He's going to have to bail his offensive line out a couple of times. But I think he's going to have the bigger impact. Yeah, no, I agree, too. I mean, with Joe, I mean, 
with this offensive line, I mean, obviously we saw the Tennessee getting sacked nine times is not the best. Um, but only giving up one sack against the Chiefs the next week is is good to see. Obviously, on um, Chiefs uh, front seven is also pretty good. You have Frank Clark, um, yeah, Chris Jones is there as well. You know, only keeping it under one sack. Obviously, going to make sure, like I said before, keeping Aaron Donald contained um, on the edge as well uh, with Von Miller and all that good stuff. You got to have, you got to get the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands as quick as possible, in my opinion. Yep. Um, the offensive line, they can only hold so much against this, this defensive front. But if you get Joe Burrow the ball out of his hands quick enough, um, protect him for that half second that he needs to be able to just throw the ball over the top of the defense, you just got to do it. Um, moving on to the receivers. Who has a bigger impact in here is Jamar Chase or Cooper Cup, Jake? I think Cup does. Because Cup, just, Cup is going to give you 10 and 150, no matter what, it feels like. So, yeah, I think so, too. I think yeah. uh, I'm just going to agree with you on here as well. I mean, Cup, absolutely. He's going he's gonna to get his catches. He's going to get his targets, and he's going to damn well catch the ball every time, no matter what. Um, that doesn't mean Chase isn't going to get his. Obviously, um, John Ramsey wanted being being one of the best cornerbacks in the league. Uh, you would think that uh, Jalen Ramsey will be following him around. If not, other people will be open and that are also capable of catching the ball in. T. Higgins, uh, Tyler Boyd. Um, receiver matchup wise, I think you would say I think it would be pretty even uh, among uh, Rams receivers in Cooper Cup, OBJ. Um, can't think of a third receiver on their team. Uh, what's his name? Oh God, Ben Jefferson mm-hmm. that they have, and you know, obviously the trio with the Ram, uh, with the Bengals, like I said before already. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Um, can't forget Forty uh, Nine Legend uh, Trent Taylor also on that team. Who, I, did, who them. I didn't know was playing football until I saw his catch that two point conversion, and I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> this one was he on this team? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we do need to get a Niner, a former Niner in there, um, with Trent Taylor, who was always the best receiver in camp. Don't even question it. Um, <laughs> the running backs, uh, obviously, this is mo- ma- uh, mainly offensively, offensive wise, uh, with these questions. But obviously, Bengals with Joe Mixon, uh, who has a bigger impact, him or the three headed attack they have over with their Rams and Sonny Michelle, Cam Akers. And I think they just activated uh, Daryl Henderson uh, today. So who do you have? Who do you think has a bigger uh, impact between all those backs that I just said? Hmm. That's a good question. I'm trying to think. I think probably Michelle. He might. I think he's the healthiest. So I think he might have the bigger. He might get the ball more, but they might have, you know, Acres have more important touches if that makes sense yeah no absolutely i think i'm gonna go with mixon on this one though oh um, i thought you're talking about oh Mixon. okay it's mixon then i thought you were just talking about the rams running backs my bad it's mixon Jake, we've been talking about bigger impact for all of them this entire time it's what mixon. do you mean i don't know it's obvious it's obviously mixon you get the ball what 25 times probably Catching and rushing wise, you might have a big day. I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna have that many touches, to be honest. What did he have last week or two? Whenever they played last, let's see. Joe Mixon out of Oklahoma. 
He had 21 carries last week. Uh, I don't know how many. It doesn't say how many catches he had, but he had 21 carries last week. 14 against Tennessee. 17 against the Vegas. Um, so maybe not. He had, he had three, three, he had three catches. catches three catches. He's been averaging around 20 to 22 touches per game. So maybe not 25, but I think probably in between there, 20 to 22. Ooh. I know I said Mixon, but I think the running backs for the Rams have a bigger, have a bigger impact as a whole together. I think I know I said Mixon before. Uh, but I'm going to go a little different here. I think Sony, Akers, and Henderson coming off IR all have bigger impacts across the board. Yeah, I mean, you would hope that their three running backs would. Because if they're if Mixon has a bigger impact than all three of them combined, Mixon went off for what, like a couple of touchdowns, 150 yards, and also they have Samaji Pirine too had a big uh, touchdown last game. Um, when he took a screen pass for like 40 yards for a touchdown. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, some guys that are out. I mean, uh, one of the bigger names that is not going to be playing in this game is that Tyler Higby, uh, with the injury for the Rams, uh, will be suck. Uh, not be playing this game. I think they're going to have the other tight end uh, be playing this game. Um, what is his name? Had a couple big catches against the Niners. Oh, I forget. Uh, I don't in the game that they played. <laughs> that they played against the Niners. Um, Blayton. He had five catches uh, for 57 yards, averaging uh, 11 uh, uh, yards uh, a catch. Um, one guy, another tight end as well for the Bengals is CJ Uzama, who uh, left early against the Chiefs game, as well with also in the injury. Um, but I think uh, he is questionable for this game. I was listening to part of my take earlier today in that uh, he said himself that he's uh, about 80%. I thought he tore his uh, ACL. Over. I thought he did too, but I think he's going to be playing. That must suck like, though for uh, Higby. This, this isn't this isn't verbatim, but he said it's the Super Bowl. I'm gonna play. That's what he said. Yeah, that must suck for Higby though. Get to the Super Bowl and you can't play in it. Yeah, that's like the biggest thing, right? I mean, you you can do so much to try and get yourself out there, but when it's when you when you ultimately really can't, it's it's terrible. You you, you really you really hate to see it. I think the. I think the most recent memory for me is that when Charles, when the Green when Green Bay won in the Super Bowl, and Charles Woodson couldn't play. Yeah. I remember Charles Woodson played in one Super Bowl, but then he like had a separated shoulder like in the first half. Was it during the game? Yeah, it was or during was the it game. Fire? It might, game. That, that might be during the game. So he played, right? I'm just trying to think because I remember at the end of the game he was not he he obviously wasn't fully dressed, and I was like, did he not? Did he play this game or did he not? I can't remember. Yeah, he, he, I remember. I, I watched that game a couple weeks ago because I have no life. Um, but, yeah, he played, but then he got injured on, like, a tackle or something. Or, no, it was for a diving he interception. A I think he intercepted a pass, and he hurt himself on the dive. Well, I mean, yeah, it's Super Bowl. I mean, the biggest game um, for a lot of people's lives, right, obviously, um, making it through the playoffs. Uh, each team – themselves having to play three uh, three games, not getting a bye, both being fourth seeds. Um, great having that they now uh, teams now indeed get 
each get a bye before the Super Bowl happens with uh, the Pro Bowl being first now. Um, That's always yeah. the case, yeah. Do you have an X factor for this game, Jake? I do. He's a receiver for the Bengals because I picked him to win. And that receiver is... Shit, what's his name? Nice. It's not. God damn it! It's not Higgins. No, not not Higgins. Not Chase. Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd. Yep, that's the guy. Because for some reason, I said his name like I said his name like twenty times already. I don't. I'm not. Yeah. <clears throat> Tyler Boyd. He's yeah, my X factor. Or- 140 IQ, but yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm just not paying attention, really. Yeah, it's Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd, for some reason, like has games where he scores two touchdowns out of nowhere. Like, what the hell? So I think he's going to be the X Factor, because Ramsey's going to be guarding uh, Chase, most likely, following him around. T. Higgins. I said that already. Um, I know. I'm just fucking reiterating it. No. T. Higgins, who drafted in the second round in that 2020 draft uh, where receivers were everywhere, apparently. Um, he's he's really good, but I think Auden Tate, not on the guy I picked is going to have a big game. Yeah, Tyler Boyd, right? That's, that's who you were trying to say again? Yeah, Tyler Boyd. I got two, one from each team. Um... I'll go for the Rams first. I think Kendall Blayton will have a big uh, as an X factor for the Rams, uh, being somewhat of an unknown tight end, uh, being able to uh, just go in there, uh, catch five balls against the Niners, and you know have a pretty good game. You know, fuck that guy. Uh, will be the X factor for the Rams. Um, for the Bengals, though, for the Bengals, though. I'm going to put Samaje Perrine as the X Factor for them. Uh, the second back behind um, Joe Mixon um, did indeed have a ca- uh, receiving touchdown against the Chiefs. He also had 43 uh, receiving yards in the game as well. More of a cast catching, uh, cast catching back. Obviously, Joe Mixon can also do that, but he did not run the ball against the Chiefs. So I can see him be put in a situation where he can catch a lot of balls out of the backfield as well. Um, keys to the game. Jerry always do this for our game games. Um, obviously, being at the Super Bowl, let's have some keys to the game. I mentioned one earlier. Um, one of the, either the two defenses need to step up. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, you already iterated that's going to be a um, high-scoring game with your um, with your uh, yeah, I can't even speak right now. We just score prediction being 58, but one def- one defensive play, someone needs to step up, but that's going to be um, this one key that want and something to watch out for. Um, did you have another one, Jake, or uh, a one to speak about? Yeah, I, I say it all the time: win the turnover battle. Whoever wins the turnover battle is going to win the game most likely. Control the clock. Don't let not try to limit the three and outs you have. And for the Bengals, mostly the key of the game for them is just to make sure your offensive line like remembers how to football. Yeah, hundred percent. Obviously, another key for the Bengals got to be able to, yeah, got to protect Joe Burrow. Um, clock management. 
You got to be able to keep Stafford off the field. That's for sure. I mean, him being uh, the guy that he is, Super Bowl, coming from Detroit, not winning any playoff games to winning three uh, this season, you would think he's he's pumped to be in the Super Bowl his first year with as an LA Ram. Um, yeah, keep him off the field. 100% agree with your um, three and out. Uh, limit those. Uh, don't want to punt much. You want to definitely score points either that it's in field goals or um, in touchdowns. But yeah, uh, Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, I'm I'm ready. Um, can't wait to watch all the commercials. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna be focused on the gameplay that much because I'm gonna be thinking Niners should be here. Niners should be here. But the commercials are always fun. <laughs> and the halftime show is supposed to be pretty good too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Eminem, right? Uh, Snoop Dogg. Um. It's not Beyonce. It's uh Oh god, who is it? Who is it, dude? You know who it, who it is? Is it um Queen Latifah? Mary J. Blige. No. And Kendrick Lamar. And Dr. Dre, I totally forgot. Jeez. Yeah, I can't wait for the um, I can't wait for the white nationalists like this is not the Super Bowl. Where's my country? Hey, there's nothing wrong with country music, right? You better stop. Um, uh, there's, but yeah, yeah there anything is. Anything else to add to Super Bowl Sunday, Jake? Yeah, just I hope both teams don't have fun. So, I mean, I hope the Bengals have fun and the Rams just lose 38 nothing. 100%. Well, we have a new segment. Jake, why don't you take it away from here? Yep, new segment called Rapid Fire, where I call people out of my phone book, ask them, Rams, Bengals. And give me your X Factor. And we find out. No, no X Factor. We're just we want to know who wins the game. That's it. Okay, fine. So that's coming up right now. We got Swood here. Hey, you're on the podcast right now. Rams. What? Who do you have? Rams or Bengals? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Bengals. All right, good pick. Thank you. We got Daniel on the podcast here. Daniel, quick question. Rams or Bengals? Who do you got? Oh, we need Joe Burrow, baby. So the Bengals. All right, cool. Good pick. Thank you. Yellow. We got my sister on the podcast, Jessica, here. Jessica, quick question. Rams or Bengals? Who do you got? Uh, Rams, West Coast. What the fuck? You're not my sister Damn. anymore. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> Yes, Jake. We have Raymond on the podcast. Raymond, quick question: Rams or Bengals? Wow, it's a, it's an Shut up! Don't, hey, 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 Rams or Bengals? Uh, Who do you got? Uh, my heart says Bengals. My head goes with the Rams. Useless. Who do you have winning? Uh, I've, 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 uh, I've, uh, <laughs> wow, wow. This is, uh, I have the Rams. The Rams winning it. Stafford gets his first win, and Joe Burrow gets a little taste of the Fuck you, Raymond. Go fuck yourself. Bye. Hello, Sizzler. We have Cole on. James, ask the question. Uh, Rams or Bengals for Sunday? Rams or Bengals? I would love to see Joey Boy win it, but I do think the Rams are a better overall team right now. Disappointing. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
Hey, Thomas, uh, you're on the podcast right now. Quick question. Rams? Rams? Yeah, yes. Rams (laughs) or Bengals? Who do you got? Um, Can't say no to uh, Joe Burrow, you know? Dude's got it. Good choice. Bengals it is. Thank you. Bye. What the deal is? Hey, Gavin, quick question. You're on the the podcast right now. Who do, you, right. who do you have? Rams or Bengals? Cincy, baby. Let's get it. Good choice. Thank you. Uh, Drew's on. Hey, Alejandro. Uh, you're on the podcast right now. Quick question. Who do you have? Rams or Bengals? Who? Rams or Bengals? Who do you have? Uh, the Bengals sound sick. All right, so the Bengals. The one with the Joe Burrow guy. That's correct. That's correct. All right, cool. Thanks for the answer. Bye. I've had it for a bit. Hello? Hey, Adam. Uh, James has a question for you. Beast. Beast, beast, beast. Um, It's James LaGrama. Oh, what's going on? Dude, uh, Rams or Bengals for Sunday? Uh, Bengals. All right, cool. All right, thanks, man. Thank you. Bye. Hello. Hey, Michael. Uh, you're on the podcast right now. Quick question for you. What? Who do you have? What? Rams or Bengals? Uh, Rams. <laughs> Fuck you, Michael. Hang up. Yeah, bye. <laughs> hey, Squinch. Uh, James has a question for you on the podcast. What's up? Rams or Bengals? Uh, Bengals. All right, good pick. Thank you. Have a good night. Hey, Landry. Uh, quick question for you. Quick question. Rams or Bengals? Who do you got? Um, I want the Bengals to win, but I think it's going to be the Rams. God damn it, Landry. That's disappointing. Well, thank you for responding. Bye. You're welcome. Hey, Carl, a uh, quick question for you. We're, we're doing a podcast. We're asking people this question. Who do you have yeah. winning this weekend, Rams or Bengals? Um, I'm going to go with um, I'm gonna go with Cincinnati. Great pick. All right, thank you. Oh, yeah. Hello. Hello. Hey, Dad. Oh, I just have a question. For, uh, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Hello? Hello. Rams or Bengals? Bengals. I think. Thanks. Have a nice day. Thank you. Why are you calling me when you live upstairs? Question. Who do you have? Who do you have winning this game? Rams or Bengals? Rams. I mean, Jesus. Christ. Oh my God. Jesus. Bye. And that was our first ever rapid fire segment. Thank you to all those who answered. Um, we got no one that didn't answer. So that was pretty cool. Thank you for that. Um, but yeah, that's basically <laughs> that segment. So thank you again. Um, yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Did you say thank you to those? <laughs> did you say that everybody answered? Yeah. Cause everyone answered. No one did not answer our phone call. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Definitely. Yep. Didn't no one had to call back. 
No one had to make us wait for five minutes. Thank you for listening to the podcast. It's your co-host James with Jake, episode 152. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the BA underscore podcast one. Follow us on Instagram at the BA podcast. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on SoundCloud and on Spotify. And also subscribe to us on the podcast app. Yeah, make sure to subscribe, like, share, rate, review, unsubscribe, resubscribe to our 30 times again system. Electric Motor being the industry for the past almost five years now. It's going to talk to hundred podcasts worldwide. We also talk to podcast sports and recreation. But as you know, we know we should have started to be a podcast. We're going to talk to podcast worldwide. Yep, we'll give high five. I do have something to say about the episode, though. Uh, thank you for another year of Niner football. You know, it ended in a terrible way that depresses me until next season. It was a good, fun season. And we appreciate all the listens for this 49ers year. One more game. We might take a little break, get ready for the playoffs, talk about football here, talk about the baseball here and there, if there's anything that happens with the labor agreement, then get into free agency and the draft for the Niners. So once again, thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for all the listens, guys. Really appreciate it. Um, again, you love 49er football out here at the Bay Podcast. But yeah, excited for uh, everything that goes forward with this podcast. Five years strong, and you love to see it. more episodes to come. That's all that for today's episode, James. Niners! Bye!